the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Oh, my God. I miss that tiny man's voice, Nick Law. Oh, man. Mr. Nick Law is actually out of town today. Welcome to Gravity Lab Radio. We are live with Mr. Justin Grubbs in his place. Hello. Hello, Mr. Justin. Don't screw it up. <laughs> but for real, we actually have today as our guest, Mr. Henry Pruitt, Hank Pruitt. Um, you were one of our very first guests, I think maybe episode six through ten, somewhere in that range, six or eight. Um, how you been? I've been good. I'm surprised you asked me back. Oh, dude, you actually were by far one of our more popular uh, guests we've ever had. I get comments all the time about who people loved, who people want to see back. I saw that, Justin. How I you totally doing? forgot to do that. <laughs> are you also streaming and recording? Yes. On, and you are recording, recording on the video? Recording, recording. Sweet. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> Justin's first run at running the board by himself, he hit a home run. No technical foul. No technical. Say that word for me. Testicle difficulties. That's the one. <laughs> and today you are already swinging two for two, man. Oh, for two. Oh, for two. Yeah. I can't. Just like, <laughs> just like the Astros, you were striking out. No, they won <sighs> last year. But this next year, they're actually going to lose. They're they're going to be like back to losing baseball. Mattress Mac is banking on it. <laughs> yes, he is, dude. Man. Oh, my God. He's already made a, another claim for next season. Yeah. And, dude, God bless that, man. Um, you, you were one of our most uh, requested guests. People said, we want you back. We want you to come back. And also, download-wise, number-wise, I, I go back and track these stats every now and then. By far, one of our most popular guests. So thanks for being back. Oh, thanks for having me. I guess there's a lot of chubby chasers out there. <laughs> chubby chasers, you've lost weight. I lost a little bit. Thanks. Oh. Thank you. Because <laughs> I called you fat and ugly one day. A little bit, but I needed it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> just to be clear before somebody thinks I did that to Hank, no. um, I lost a lot of weight, about 30 pounds, and you and I were talking about it. And as we talked about it, you told me how you felt about the desire to lose weight. And I asked you, can I quote you on what you just said about feeling bad about yourself? And you said yes. And two days later, I walked up to you and said, how's it working out? Or the, the diet eating going? And you said, ah. Nah, not as good as I want it to be. And I said, man, you said, I didn't tell you you said this. I said these things. I repeated what you said to me. I forget the words now. Uh, I feel disgusting is one of them. And I, yeah. I understand that. And I didn't want to, like, get diabetes like my parents. Yeah. Or like that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and, and you told me, uh, I looked at you and I saw the look in your eye. And, and I said, I'm sorry, man, did that hurt? And you did, you, you owned it. But then I reminded you, you told me to tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> so I felt like a total asshole. No, no, that's a friend. That's a brother. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody dude. tells you how it is and cares. Oh, dude, I want you to be around for a very long time. Thanks, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I was down 22 pounds and I gained two back. I just can't seem to shake those two. I don't know. Dude, I, I hit some plateaus. I go back and forth. I uh, had lost about 30 and I'm at the point where I want to lose about five to ten more. I don't know for sure. Just taking it step at a time and uh, getting those numbers back. I just got it started this week. The, the, I say this week in the last seven days. So it's hard to reboot. But for me, it is. You've been holding it off pretty good. I 20 more pounds, and then I just have 20 more to go. So it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. 
So, man, one of the things that, that came to mind, one of the things that people talk so much about is, is they see you at work every day, and I, you smile, you laugh, you really have a good time, and I think you show your colors at work very well of who you are, but when people heard you on the show, they heard things about you they never knew. They, they, they got to know the real Hank, because who you are today is not the Hank you've always been. No, it's it's hopefully been a better evolution. Yeah. Dude, it's been a strong evolution. I think our it's, I think your lab po- our last episode, we talked about how we met. Yeah. Justin, do you know the story of where this gentleman and I actually first met? No, I don't think I do. How'd that go? Uh well, they <laughs> called me broke back Hank. <laughs> Cuz I smashed my tailbone into the ground trying to trying to swoop when I had no skill or knowledge. So I had to do it. I wasn't an examiner yet. A, a buddy of mine, Jay Stokes, was in town running a coach course. Anytime I'm in the same city as him doing a course, I am going to work in that course with him. And uh, of course, we, we had brought him in here. And this random fella, Hank, who I've never met before, shows up to the course. And very quickly, I get assigned to work with this guy. I, I don't know how I picked him up as my my pet project. But Short straw for sure. Yeah, my pet project. <laughs> and it actually wasn't a handoff. It was a pickup, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah, on. that wasn't a J assignment. That was I saw you needed it, and I had the time. Chubby chaser. <laughs> <laughs> Says he likes skinny chicks, but we know. But sorry, said, Val. Dude, I, I like skinny chicks and fat dudes. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, straight that's, up, man. Keeps it keeps it right. Yeah. I mean, I can motor both the shit out of you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. What to that motorboat? Yeah, <laughs> I love boats. <laughs> I like totals, banana boats. Yeah, all that. Oh wait, that's off the diet. What? You never had a banana boat? What's a banana like the sunscreen? No, <laughs> I know what a banana hammock is. No, 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 no. It's like. 12 scoops of ice cream on top of a banana with like, yeah, I just gained four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Shit. Ice cream. Is that, is that one of your weaknesses? It's pretty good. I just don't <laughs> want you to have any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't understand what you're talking about, my friend. <laughs> Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> DJ <laughs> had ice cream last night. Uh, I used to, and actually, you've been on the plane with a lot with me the last few years, and it's not as bad as it used to be. I don't think it's been you at all lately. It, I, every now and then I'll crack you guys one, but so the two things that got me, I used to be one of the stinkiest guys in the plane. I could give Demo a run for his money and put him down most of the time. That's oh, a bold no. statement. Oh, yeah. don't challenge. Dude, I, but straight up, man. And, I, and dude, I got respect for Demo if you're talking about ass men right there, man. If you talk about a man who can choke a donkey with the smell of his own fart, <laughs> Demo's it. But I had a dude who was third marine recon who used to fucking scuba dive into cesspipes, sewage, sewage pipes, to infiltrate places, hanging out the fucking plane of an otter, the door of an otter, dry vomiting. <laughs> so I, I, I was bad. And the two things is, number one, I'm lactose intolerant, and I love ice cream. Mm. Oh, dude, I'd still eat it today. I haven't had ice cream in months. <laughs> I uh, every now and then we'll, we'll cheat and we'll have some, but eight small amounts so I don't have to suffer the consequences. And I don't mind the consequences. My yeah. my cheating has been. Uh, I had tortilla chips yesterday. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a uh, tortilla chips for a snack today. I, I needed some energy yeah. in the middle of good uh, going on stuff. So, um, have you talked to Aaron today? Aaron Dara? Yeah. I did. I wrote her a nice letter. Sweet man. Yeah, a little side, a little side, a little side business. I still have to do mine, so I'm gonna yeah. remind you. Yeah, Aaron, Dara, we got your back, girl. 
You're dude. one of us for sure. Dude, she she is one of the one of the awesome ones. Um so two things we're going to look at today while you're here. Is, well, the three things. One of them is never staying on topic. <laughs> you got that covered? Yeah, covered. Sweet. <laughs> uh, the second thing is... So far, so good. Shit we did as young jumpers mm-hmm. that we might have been embarrassed of then, that we might even be embarrassed about today, but we learned from, or they're just funny stories. I want to go back into that history. Oh, uh, there's there's a lot of them. I mean, it's it starts before jumping with the dumb shit I've been doing, though. <laughs> the like. other thing I can't <laughs> let you forget is who has the worst best dad jokes ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's got to be you maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. This guy's wanted me to compete last year. On what? At dad jokes. There was like a competition up at one of the they comedy had it, clubs like in the Houston. improv. No shit. Yeah. 610, yeah. I chickened out. Why? <laughs> uh, man, this guy's got some pretty good jokes. So your goal is to go up there and totally bomb these bad jokes on purpose and own them like you love to in the airplane. Oh, well, I could have won that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were supposed That's... to be funny. <laughs> Shit. Some of the best, <laughs> if it's a dad joke comp, some of the best dad jokes, the funniest about. ones, aren't as funny as they should be. Yeah, I thought, I thought they or were the supposed to be around. funny. I really did. I didn't know that I could go up there and bomb it. Dude, dad, the best dad jokes are usually not the best jokes. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. No, because your dad told him. <laughs> what was the one I told the other week? I, I still love. I can't remember it. Oh my I got God. a couple of them. Well, yeah. What do you have? <laughs> What's the difference between a light bulb and a pregnant woman? What? You can unscrew a light bulb. That's true. I got that on a fortune cookie. <laughs> 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 oh my god you have anything else before we get back to henry over here <laughs> yeah i came prepared i knew hank was gonna oh, be here shoot. i didn't bring, i just I brought a couple i didn't bring nothing all right what's the difference between a lobster with breast implants and an old bus stop one's a busty crustacean the other's a crusty bus station nice oh, that's like a lesbian and a ritz <laughs> what a lesbian and a Ritz. What? One's a snack cracker. And one's a? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't really tell all the, the jokes I have are just jokes. That, if you know me and you tell, see me in person, I'll tell all the horribly bad sexist and racist jokes possible because you know me and you know I really don't fucking mean any of it. Yeah. But, man, I, it's just not things I put on public airwaves. And you know a lot of my favorite really bad jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not sure if I should say some of the things we're going to say today. Because I, to, I had to give a tribute to uh, Tom Jenkins the other day out in the loading area with his, his Boudreaux and Thibodeau jokes. Because he, he was cracking us up That was Sunday. That was we sun- were on that jump. Yeah, yeah, we were on that jump. And I'm not supposed to say this, but our, uh, our student's a priest. Yeah, <laughs> we're telling Boudreaux and Thibodeau we're, jokes. We're looking at each other we're like, like ah, it's happening. He just said, he says, don't tell anybody who I am. I'm just a dude that skydives. We're like, all right, you're in. <laughs> you, you really don't want us to let people know this. Oh, yeah. And then somebody gives out the old God rest his soul. And God rest your soul, Tom Jenkins. I love you. You taught me a lot. And then I had to follow up with the. All I know is when I go, I want to go peacefully in my sleep, like my mother. And, and, he, and the student goes, yes, that's very nice. And I go, yeah, not like the other three people in the car, all <laughs> crying and screaming and kicking. <laughs> his eyes, yeah. huge, his mouth drops. And we're like, 
You think that's why I rode the plane down? <laughs> it might have been why. <laughs> we had like a little 20-minute weather hold. <laughs> we were oh, cracking man. jokes, holding, waiting there. Oh, wait a minute. This was the uh, guy who actually really rode the plane down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like legit. <laughs> I had to try to climb back in the airplane. <laughs> yeah. When you, you did good. I'd never seen you do that before. Yeah. I think that's beer. It wore me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What, climbing back in the airplane? Well, no. Holding, holding the guy on outside <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. It so, was pretty fun. Dude, uh, so yeah, you guys went up the other day and you had a student ride down. Yeah, it doesn't happen a whole lot, but it was it seemed necessary. It was he was tired by the time he got home. He was I think he was catching the flu. Okay. Just and coming down with something cold. Yeah, and it, he's a, he's a very nice but an older gentleman. Yeah. You know, and and he put 8 hours into training that day. It was it's a lot for a lot of people to do all in one day and then still go up there plus that weather hold, I think, just drained him. It took it out of him. Yeah, you could yeah. tell. He didn't say nothing until we were getting into the door. He's like, I can't. I'm like, mm. you can't jump or you can't count. He's like, I can't. You can't stand up or you can't <laughs> fall off the plane. He's just like, I can't. And he just jumps back in the plane. Yeah. Pretty oh. much just flopped back inside the plane. Yeah. So when he landed. It was a good call, though. Wow, dude. When in doubt, yeah. sit down, man. Absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest things when it comes to skydiving safety is being comfortable in your decisions. When you're second guessing yourself, when you're doubting yourself, that is the smartest time to say no. That is the smartest time yeah. to sit down. So kudos to him. Absolutely. And that's what we told him. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to let you down. We're like, man, you didn't let us down. You made a smart decision. So good job, sir. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that was, hey, bring my headset down just a notch. So I think also there might be an issue there. Sorry about that. Um, dude, so Justin, you haven't really had any students ride down because you are new as an instructor. Right. But Hank, you, you've been a tandem instructor and an AFF instructor for how long? Man, 13 years. 13, I think pretty sh- close to 13 years. Wow, man. No, uh, under 12. Because okay. I, I moved here 12 years ago. All right. And we, we met right after, right after I moved here. So you right at 12 years would make sense. That would... Yeah, that would make sense. So yeah. you've been doing this a long time. You've got quite eleven thousand jumps, and mm-hmm. you've been an instructor the vast majority of those. Yeah, I've only had four stu- four tandem students ride the plane down. That was my question. How many yeah. tandem students and how many AFF students have you had ride the plane down? Uh, I haven't kept track of the the solo students because sometimes the decisions are ours. Well, the, uh, their decision, I mean, yeah, of their, of their own choice. But the tandem students, I, I've had four, and the first one said, "I'm going to black out," so we sat down. Second one said, I'm going to throw up. So we sat down. The third one said, I'm going to sue your ass. So we sat <laughs> down. And then the fourth one just cried. Oh, my God. And Blair was on that one. Blair, happy birthday, Blair. Happy it's birthday, Blair's brother. Birthday. He was on there. And he's just, yeah. <laughs> it was a good decision. I'm going to sue you, is what one of them said. Yeah, screamed it loud, wow. straight into the camera. I'm like, oh. Well, then we're going to sit, sit up. We're going to sit down. <laughs> yeah. I've actually only had one tandem student ride the plane down, and he was annoying as fuck. So the first second he said no, I didn't even argue. You know, a, a lot of times, <laughs> and you guys have done this, so a lot of times as instructors, when people say no, we sit down, we talk, we say, okay, cool, what's going on? Where are you at? Let's make sure you're comfortable in your decision. Don't want to convince them yes or no, just want to give them a chance. Absolutely. Uh, God bless our drop zone and God bless our, our, our pilots because we'll leave them with our students be given a go around despite busy days and busy traffic to let a student fucking skydive. And uh, yeah, that's what we did on that jump, actually. Yeah, thanks, JP. Uh, yeah. That was very kind was and awesome. patient. Dude, and thank you to the, to the owners and management yes. who let us waste that fuel. 
Um, yeah, we didn't mean to do that. Dude, uh, whatever, man. It's just what we do to care about the students. Sure. Here, right? Well, that really caught me off guard with, with that because on the ride up, he gave the uh, explanation of the jump to me and just had it spot on better than he had it oh. the previous, I don't two know. Two hours. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. hours of training <laughs> and just nailed it. And I, was, I looked at Hank, I was like, here we go. Yeah, he's good. Let's yeah. do this. Because before we got in the plane, I whispered over to Justin, we're not going. And he goes, okay, good. And the guy nails the practice after literally Justin poured his heart and soul, and I did too, into making sure that he had the time to do it and got it. And uh, I go, okay, let's get on a plane. And you just heard Justin's heart stop beating for a second. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, really? I'm like, man, he nailed it. Like, we got to give him a shot. Yeah, let's do it. I walked into Vanna Vance and Hank goes, are you scared? I said, hell yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest. Yeah. Dude, I, it, if you're not scared, if you ever stop being scared as an AFF instructor particularly, th- then stop doing AFF. When you got your rating, I'm pretty sure one of the last things I told you, and it might have been you as well, um, that's amazing, dude. That many years, I actually trained you for a rating. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I, <laughs> dude. When he got his AFF rating, I had the flu. I ended up having bronchitis. I was hanging out of the plane, fucking throwing up. Oh, a moment. he was sicker than a dog. Oh, wow! But I was the only person here who could do the jumps. The only person. Now, if I'm sick, I can say, Hank, go do the jumps, friend. <laughs> and he gets my back. He does good. Him, right. Fudala, Liz, they all do real good for us, man. Yeah. Um. So you weren't the examiner, but you were the evaluator with him. Uh, Hank was actually my last duty. <laughs> Hank was my last duty uh, as uh, an evaluator before I became an examiner. Cool. Uh, he, Jason Hyder was getting recurrent after 10 years. Uh, two other folks you don't know, God bless Ben, God rest his soul, a buddy of ours got his rating and two days later committed suicide. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, really kind of just horrid story. Um, dude. And Ross. And do Ross, man. Uh, Miss Ross. He was fun. I stayed in touch with his stepson for a while. Uh, every now and then I'll still touch base with him. Uh, uh, God damn it. Sam. Yep. Yeah, Sam, dude. Nice kid, dude. He's grown up to be a young man. Amazing. Have you seen, have you kept up with that kid? I, I have. I have him on there and I'm just like, is this the same kid? Yeah. I feel, I feel so bad for, for Ross and his wife. My cats used to go and just destroy his cats at night under their camper every night for like six months. And they never said a thing. I just see them come into work every morning. And they just looked like they didn't sleep at all, and they didn't. Oh man, my cats would come home all sleeping and stuff. I'm just like <laughs> all happy, and you and you're clueless. She's like, oh whatever. Our cats are like 18 pounds, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one of those is my cat's parents. Yeah, yeah, B- uh, brother, brother, yep. Dick, Dick Kitty, Ralph. The, yeah. you know Dick Kitty, right? Uh-huh. Uh, got him from <laughs> Hank and Cheryl. So little peanut, little peanut, the runt, dude. The runt of the litter, and now he's he's big. Yeah, you know how I got that cat? There was a pool of kittens at his place, and I went down to pick one up, and it's the only one that didn't run away. So that was the one I got. He wanted me, like we're friends. From day one, I've been able to pick that cat up. Have you tried to pick him up? No, I'm scared to. Don't. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've been warned so many times. <laughs> Don't. And I'm sure you've seen him bite at people <clears throat> enough times. Yeah. Now. He baits you. Dude, he's will be like, come here, pet me, pet me. Wow. That was funny when Nicole was playing with him. At the mentor dinner. Nicole Craig. Yeah. yeah. Dude, by default, because I work with Nicole. I think Nicole Black every time. So I get super confused. Um, dude, students riding planes down are definitely one of the more entertaining or interesting, not necessarily entertaining stories. Yeah, but you got to make your decision. Yeah. If you're not feeling it, don't put yourself in it. 
And There's for, always tomorrow. Forget that as, as an AFF student. Forget that as a coach student or an STP student. As a skydiver in general, man, if you feel like you're uncomfortable, if you feel like something's wrong, if you look out the door and you don't like what you see, ride the plane down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's too many people jump in situations they shouldn't. Yes. I did it just the day the before world. because the clouds were covered up. Yeah. I know, uh, I know I've been <laughs> in the plane, looked out the door, Pulled my head back in, shut the door, and told the pilot, let's go down. And the pilot looks at me and says, yes. And I've been on the ground. Now, today's pilots that we have, it's a very, very different story. Rabbit's been with us forever. Um, I sound like he's going to die. Rabbit's been with us forever. <laughs> and, Don't die, Rabbit. <laughs> but, you know, some of the pilots are like, oh, thank God. I'm glad you said let's go down because I wanted to and I wasn't sure what to do. And I think you've been there. Jumpers will say thank you for calling it because I hoped somebody would. And I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, they they shouldn't feel ashamed about making that call, but what we should do is look up at the sky before we get in the plane, and if yeah, there's not a 90% chance that you're going to be able to skydive, you probably just should sit down. Yeah, or be willing to waste the money on a ride. Yeah, it's 25 bucks. You bought a plane ticket, whether you ride it up and ride it down yeah. or you jump out. It's still fun. It's still a plane ride. I mean, really, you get twice the bang for your buck because your one-way plane ticket turned into round trip for no additional cost. Yeah, that doesn't happen a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it make it's important to stand true to what you know to be the right thing to do, and mm-hmm. like people will just open the door and and jump, and whether they know better or not, we uh, I got out in a really bad place. It wasn't a, so much a dangerous place; it's just we were totally on the wrong side of the wind line. It had been hours since I jumped. So I figured, well, they know something I don't know. And when I look down over the highway and I see everybody going, I'm like, I'm standing on the outside of the plane going, why didn't I shut the door? Why didn't I shut the door? Why didn't I shut the door? <laughs> and my student comes back covered in mud. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. I messed that up. I messed it up. I landed off and this and that. And I'm like, I'm like, brother, you didn't have a chance. You didn't even have a snowball's chance in hell of making it home. It's like, it's not your fault. You did awesome. You're like, Made a decision, picked a big open field, walked home, and I, I'm like, don't, don't feel bad about that at all. We weren't the only ones that landed off, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of those half the load landed off things. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was just a miscommunication. But it was, it was good experience. I know that that student whose uh, name is Sobi, really good guy, dedicated. Mm-hmm. I don't think he owns any winter clothes, though. He shows up in T-shirts and shorts all the time. It like, makes me cold. <laughs> but, uh, but I know that when he's got to make a decision of where to land, he's going to be able to pick a big open field, have a safe landing, and come home every single time. And I'm, I want him to own that you know, and be happy with that decision because it's not about landing home all the time. It's about landing safe all the time. Dude, if every sky, if your parachute opened fine on every skydive and you would land on the drop zone every skydive, skydiving wouldn't really be that hard. And, and it's not, most people can do that. Most people can skydive just fine if the parachute opens fine every time and if they were guaranteed to land on every time. It's what do we do when shit goes wrong? Yep. You know, and, 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 and forget that for skydiving. For me, it's really just a life philosophy. When we're happy, when we're good, and you and I go through these doldrums together day and night, it's when things are good, things are good. That isn't the mark of a man. That isn't a mark of what I can be or who I can be. It's when I'm on my lowest, what can I do to be better? 
and, and same thing with skydiving. You know, we, we both do a lot of coaching. All three of us do coaching at various levels, whether it's in the tunnel. I know you've done some, Justin, uh, also with, with STP students, and then you and I with a bunch of other junk. Man, when you're with a coach, don't come to bring your best. Hope to do your best, but as a coach, I'll help you with your best. When you make your mistakes, I'll help you fine-tune more. I'll help you be better. It's what you do with your worst. That's awesome. That's a great thing to remember. Oh, dude. And you I know I struggle it every day. You say It's funny that you say that, and it's nice that you share that. Nobody else sees that, man. We always see you at your best. No, you, you know me. You and I have had private phone conversations. You know I struggle hard. I, I know that <laughs> as, as your friend I, yes. and your brother, but like still when we're out when we're out in public, people just see you're you're a fucking god to me. Man, and but so I, I thank you. Thank you very much. Um I, I it's hard though because one of the things that you and I've discussed in the past and something that I'm always a big fan of is when you introduce me to people, you do a very, very respectful and very friendly job of lifting me up to them and i tell people all the time don't lift me up to folks because the higher you hold me on a pedestal when i make a mistake the harder i fall and uh i'm good at falling i'm good (laughs) at social miscues man it's not my best day and and a lot of times people see me on the drop zone and on the drop zone they they see me engaging and always social and always interactive and high energy but they also forget i'm at work that's my job I have the fucking coolest job in the world. We share it. Absolutely. Uh, I I can't be more grateful, more thankful, but I I can't be that energy all the time. It's sometimes I need a break, and when I'm just walking and ignoring everybody, it's my five seconds of a break. It's my, for me to have one full minute to myself at the DZ is almost unheard of. Well, people see you not with somebody for a minute, and they pray that they can have that minute. And, dude, and the reason I have no time is what do I usually do? Give. Yeah. Stephen Boyd, actually, man. I got, I got a lot of respect for that fella. And, and Stephen, re, um, A, I, what do you think of Stephen as a personality? He's he's another one of my heroes. He, I, he's I well above where I, I could be. can't figure out how to get to that level. He gives me all the books and all the tools and all the pep talks and stuff. But to to be at that level of a human being... Is is an incredible thing. I don't know that he even knows how good he is at being a human being. But the problem I see with that, and I, and I agree, I respect that statement, no doubt. But I see the same thing in Stephen that I see with me, and I might be speaking out of place, and I might be wrong. But as much as you don't think he knows that, what I think he believes, and and I be, and I'm with him, I believe this, is people don't realize how hard we struggle, how hard it is for us to be those people. And people think the struggles they talk about are are, are not real to us, dude. It's, it's a constant fight for him. It's a constant fight for me. And, and I know he works super hard at it. You know, we, we have a lot of personal conversations about how we do what we do. We share. You, you've shared a lot with us lately, too. Yeah. Thanks for including me. Oh, dude. Anybody who wants this information, it's we get it from the interwebs. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that the, the last person he told me that... Uh, he goes, man, I've been listening to this motivational speaker. His name is Jocko Willink. And I'm like, I went to school with him. And he looks at me like, You're fucking Bullshit. kidding me. Yeah, I went to school with him. I actually went to school with his sister. We were good friends. We're still good friends. Was she hot? She's such a cutie, man. He could she's break so you. cute. <laughs> he could break me. Um, she's a sweet, sweet girl. 
and she's dating one of one of our good friends, Jeff. They've been dating for years and years and years. I don't know if they'll ever get married. They live in New York City. But uh, yeah, I, J- Jocko is a couple years younger. And I remember sitting there as he's, I was out of school and he was getting ready to graduate school going, I want to be a SEAL. I want to be a Navy SEAL. And I'm like, well, you're going to be awesome at being a Navy SEAL. And he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do after that. And that, you know. He went off to boot camp, and we went, I went off to be a ski bum. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so Steven's like, yeah, this guy, Jocko Willink. And I'm like, yeah, I went to school with Jocko. And he just shakes his head, and he's like, I mean, people can't believe that some of the things that I say, but I guess I'm just really lucky. I haven't, he hasn't wrote me back yet. I wrote him a note just telling him how, how his name came up and everything, hoping he'd send me that book. But... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking believable, and I don't think so. Yes, you've known some really cool names. Just in the skydiving world, we'll throw out a couple names real quick. Jeffro, he's a buddy yeah. of yours. I got to go play. Uh, I, I met Jeffro through you. I met Miles. I played golf with Miles through yeah. you, and and now when I see him uh, interact with Miles, it's because of you. Sonic from the Ranch, man. You introduced yeah. Sonic and I, and dude, we had like a thirty minute phone conversation the other day. Sonic is, man, that motherfucker makes me laugh. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, he's. He's so funny. And Miles, hey, Miles. Miles called today. I called him back. We're playing phone tag right now. He says he wants to come and do some wingsuiting over here. So you got a place to stay, Miles. You just, whenever, come home. Dude, let's bring let's bring him in here if we can. Yeah. So you know all these cool people, and, and it goes way beyond the names we just say, said. McConkie is, is one we can go to. I was lucky enough to, to meet and, and hang with Shane. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're lucky to have met all these people. I think you have a personality and you're such a good man that people are attracted to you. That's why that's why I told you you were a pet project. You were you were the the guy needed extra help and when we're examiners in courses, watch Fudala when he works with you and I. When yeah. there's when there's a guy who needs a little extra attention in class, what's Fudala he, do right away? He takes the guy that needs the attention. When I'm running a course and there's a guy who needs special attention, what do you do right away? I run and ask you to take him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, you, yeah. You, 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 no, we 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 gotta help. We gotta help yeah. our brothers and sisters out. We gotta bring them up to our level, dude. You, were, you should yeah. see the comments. There's been about 10, 15 people saying, "I love you, Hank." Oh, I love dude, you guys too. Some, You're who crazy. Some, say hey to Hank for some of his friends for him, please. Let him know who's out there. Uh, Brian DeGreat. Brian Roy, dude. I remember him as a student. I actually uh, got to work with him, and, and I forget his buddy's name, man. Holy shit. Brian's awesome. Is he running with the Bulls right now? Like, is he calling in from Spain? He'll he'll answer that in a second. I, he Brian, I owe a big thanks to Brian Roy. See John Reese, Bobby Lewis, Andrew Darden. Right on, Bobby. I hope you're feeling better. I know you're sicker than a dog right now. Mike O'Dell. Hey, Mikey. Trey Weiss. Hey, Trey. Trey is actually threatening Sean to come Brock. back and skydive sometime soon. He he should because the surfing yeah. sucks right now. Oh, <laughs> did I say that out loud? No, dude, and I'm sure it's he'll be good back. in New Jersey right now. If you can handle that, say it's fucking cold as balls in New Jersey right now. Isn't well, it? the water's still like 50 degrees or something. So, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Oh, they're out there. They're out there surfing in that storm. No, yeah. I believe that, but fuck you. Yeah, I don't want to go in that water either. I surf for a very short part of my life. Mainly uh, boogie board and stuff like that, but we lived in Hawaii for three years. When we left Hawaii, I stopped surfing. I moved to California. I went in the water in San Diego, and I bitched out. I'm like, this is too cold. It's That Pacific Ocean is nothing to mess with, man. It is cold water. I got The first time I saw the Pacific Ocean, I was up in 
in Oregon. I was on one of the beaches. I think I was in Coos Bay or something. Beautiful, beautiful place. The Oregon coast is phenomenal. And I stripped down naked and I ran my ass to the water and I got about knee deep. I turned around and ran back and put my clothes back on. <laughs> my girlfriend's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Man, you know, the only thing that's changed about that story is now you say Cheryl said, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was long before you, Cheryl. Sorry. Sorry. You knew this was going to happen. Oh, she won't hold it. <laughs> I was a little bit big of a swallow right there. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Wow. She didn't say that. that. I think that no. came out a little bit wrong because you yeah. said she won't and then. <laughs> <laughs> She'll motorboat me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity player. Dude, uh, for those who are just listening <laughs> to the podcast, I just took a big old swallow of some scotch, uh, much yeah. larger than I expected. And that old brown shoulder. <laughs> that old brown shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey shoulder. Not me, though. Thank you, Brian Roy. That's where we went. Hey, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm getting ready to have an anniversary. February, February 6th will be seven years without more than a sip of alcohol. Wow, nice. I took a sip That's of Irish awesome. beer one day after a really shit day. I just grabbed his can and took a sip. He goes, don't. I go, I deserve it. And then I took a sip and gave it right back to him. That's been my only cheat. Seven years. Yep. The Hank's back boogie. It would have been nine years, but I decided I could throw myself a party after two years and fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Has it really yeah. been nine? Uh, so forget that one night. Has it really been nine years since you decided to go sober? Yeah, it's amazing. The time has just flown that. God darn. It was, it was uh, tough at first. The first year was, was kind of brutal because I had to not hang out with my friends and be social. Plus, you're just trying to put your serotonin levels back in as much order as I can get them in. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a bumpy road, to say the least. But uh, the next year wasn't so bad. I'd just go out for a little while until people started getting rowdy, and then I'd leave. And after that, it's just been like, I can whatever. You guys can do whatever you want. I'll drive you around. It's just so much easier, and it's so nice going, yeah, officer, I wasn't doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, here's my stuff. I'm legit, man. You I'm search my car, tober. have at it. Yeah. yeah. You find something, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> find something, let me know. We can split it, yo. <laughs> Watch me get pulled over tonight. Like, your eyes are red. My eyes are always red. I just look stoned. <laughs> Dude, I just uh, did a Marine Corps contract. You you, uh, you were there for part of that coach course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'll oh, be back and screamed in the microphone. Yeah, sorry. that's all right, dude. You, they'll be back in two weeks with another set of Marines. But uh, two of the Marines in that course are Marine Corps reservists. And they're both police officers by trade, uh, by their normal jobs. And one of them looks like the most stoned motherfucker <laughs> ever, dude. We're at dinner, and he's all squinty-eyed, and he's looking up like he's all high. I'm like, you know to pull over and get the good shit, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I actually said yeah. that to him at some point at night. <laughs> yeah, are the, are, there's no real like hippie cars anymore that you can target. Like, you pull over a Volkswagen van, you know you were getting some good shit. <laughs> you know now but, today you got a yuppie yeah i don't even know I, you know, there's no i don't know i guess you got to get a lexus but now you're profiling so should i not said that <laughs> no i'm wondering <laughs> i'm wondering why you got to pull over a lexus the profiling i don't, I don't get I, i'm good with that what's the, where's the lexus come into this gig i well i just don't know any white people with a lexus but, i get it now <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to dig that ditch, I might as well <laughs> dig it to the bottom, right? 
You might as well sleep in it, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> all, I'm definitely getting pulled over now. Yeah, you get pulled yeah. over. I got a red pickup truck. Red <laughs> F-150. Red F-150, With a right? USPA sticker in the back left corner. And you'll be headed east on Beltway 8. Yeah. Is, is this sound? Nope. I'll be over on Soho yeah. Road. So as we <laughs> as we change topics to save you two from this wonderful <laughs> disgrace, uh, one is, <laughs> I want to get back to a couple other things, but I do want to take a quick break, a quick second. Something that we, we've started doing recently is actually bringing our advertisers into the show, and uh, we usually talk about our advertisers at the beginning of the show. Today I'm going to squeeze this one in the very middle, and we have well, we only have two, so we're not very special, but we're working on these things. But uh, our first advertiser, our first investor, the person who paid for this entire venture is actually the Rating Center. Yes. And uh, I chose using the Rating Center as kind of our featured crew tonight because you also work for... The Rating Center. So Valerie Marvin and myself actually started the Rating Center, and we found it, or, or we actually uh, incorporated in 2008. October 2008 will actually, in this October, will actually be officially the 10th anniversary of the Rating Center. We've both been examiners longer. But you actually came into the Rating Center fold, I think, 2009? Or did was it the same year? Did, I think 2009. That was when I was, yeah. Yeah. So you've been with me from almost the very beginning. And by far, you have been the strongest rock. So the Rating Center is actually who funded Gravity Lab Radio. All of the equipment we have, all everything we have and everything we paid for uh, that, that, that's here was actually paid for by the company. So we're on company time, bro. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so... The Rating Center. Who are we? What will we do? What do you do for a living? What do you, or what's your role with the Rating Center? I love it. I love it. It's uh, I get the best job. I get to teach UPT, USPA tandem courses to make tandem instructors and USPA coaches. Uh, the next move is going to be for the a USPA AFF examiner level. That is a, that's a long, hard road. Ooh, it's deep. And they just made it a little bit more difficult. Not really. I don't know that it's more difficult. The I think AF it's going to be better. The AFF one actually isn't going to even really be any more difficult. Um, uh, make a note somewhere for me. 25 ground evaluations. Just make a note. So that, I read that the other day, the changes. Remind me. Uh, no, no, that's not a change anywhere. Remind me. Just remind me that note. That'll mean a lot to me later on. Um, uh you, you're a coach examiner. Coach examiner and tandem examiner. Tandem examiner. And, and the rating center, that is well what we do. That's what our primary focus on is ratings. As a rating center, we actually last year managed just over 100 total courses between coach rating, tandem rating, AFF rating, and we also uh, do canopy courses. We're unique mm. as far as most rating schools don't cross over into the canopy world either or vice versa. Uh, yourself, myself, Doug Ligner. Valerie Marvin, and I love Doug. Doug is moving back to the real world. You and I both know that. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. You better stay in touch. Oh, dude, he's still going to work part-time with us. He's Good. still going to be part-time examiner, but uh, very soon, Chris Fudala will be a coach examiner. Yeah. You watch that yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I've watched him grow. How's it feel to raise an examiner, bro? Oh, so, I'm so proud of him. You know he's it's a product of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. He's, uh, he's, he's already better than me. He ain't better than you. He's better than where you were when he was at where he's at. Easily. Yeah. And I mean that with all respect to you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he, easily. He ain't better than you, though. I'll tell you that know. right now. I watch him. I watch, he has, I don't know where he gets it, but he has infinite patience. He has strengths you don't. Yeah. You have strengths he doesn't. I, I definitely, yeah. we, we work very well together. 
Yeah. The other person who's joining in the team is Aaron, Aaron Guerra Sanchez. Yay. And Aaron actually is going to be our Spanish speaking examiner, almost done with her tandem examiner. Chris is almost done with his coach. And uh, we will also be offering courses in Spanish. So if we have any speakers who can't speak English, uh, well, you and I have both taught courses with limited English abilities, and we can do just fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how anybody understands me with my limited English abilities. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so now, uh, but it's going to be better if Erin can teach him in Spanish. Ah. And her plan is to go be able to go to Mexico to travel and do courses there for the rating center. So rating center, we, we, we train coaches, we train AFF instructors, we train tandem instructors. And by far, we think we do uh, a really great job. Don't get me wrong. We're not one of a kind. When I say we're one of the best, I think there's a lot of other great schools out there. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're uh, they're worse than us by no means. I got a lot of respect for Michael Watkins. I got a lot of respect oh, yeah. for for Jay Stokes. I got a lot of respect for a lot of these guys. Brom is is really Brom did a great job laying the road for ratings. Uh, Brom owns Skydive Ratings, but the Rating Center is who we are. www dot skydive ratings nope that's another website in w i'm not good at these website things am i justin no yeah, especially you just, a spelling you just I'm spiked brom yeah. i dare you to spell Brom. It. enjoy no, those brom the center ratings www.theratingscenter.com t-h-e-r-a-t-i-n-g-s-c-e-n-t-r-e you have Nailed to remember it. there is i i spell the ratings center all the time <laughs> because people hear the rating center and they leave this out so at the rating center the ratings Center. So I spell it out a lot. Not pull cords up. Not pull up cords. Pull cords um, up. Pull cords up. <laughs> and, and by the way, I also own the ratingcenter.com. So if people fuck up and send an email to the wrong place, I still get them. Yep. That's yeah. good. That was good thinking. Oh, dude. I also own the rating Century, C E N T R E, because these goddamn Centre. Aussies cannot they spell the word center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good thinking, too. Oh, dude. I thank Ken Stone for that one. So, sorry about that little ad. Sorry about that little plug. The other thing I'm going to add and plug right now is you did some karaoke one day. I, I have been known to sing a song or two. <laughs> Dude, are you ready to do more karaoke? Yeah, I got to get my costume ready, though, this time. I'm gonna... Are you fucking throwing on a costume for oh, real? Oh, yeah. You got to go. I'm going, I've had time to think about this. I'm going full blown. Did you, you do the ACDC Big Balls? Is that what you yeah, did? That's yeah, that's been my best. I love that yeah. song. Hey, dig on, uh, dig on his Facebook. Go to Explorer over yonder. Dig on his Facebook and see if you can uh, find, or no, on your computer, and find the link for that and share it on, on the feed. I'm sorry about that, buddy. Yeah. Um, Nick, knows I, Nick knows what I try to mean to say. I don't. <laughs> um. Uh, so do you know when we're actually having our karaoke festival? 27th. No. Oh, we're not doing it? That's not the family fun no, night? No, no. If they're doing karaoke, that's without the gra- that's not without that's without Gravity Lab. We're not planning on that. We never planned on doing that. Oh, all right. Um, although uh, January 27th, there is a event called Shine or Rain. Uh, it's a fan fest. It's something Scott Lattness has put together. And Scott of Spaceland Houston. There's other ones at other dates. But at Space Nine Houston on the night of the 27th, I do plan on having the Gravity Lab projector and screen out and showing a movie. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if I'm going to pick Cutaway Drop Zone, I don't know, but we're going to pick a right. movie to share that night for uh, Scott and help out the Shine or Rain event. So I, li- I vote for Gypsy Moths. Mm, partially going to be a question of can I get Gypsy Moths, moths digitally? There's a little limitation. Oh, I, I have about that. digital. I got a DVD of it somewhere, but... We have to look at what we have. We'll talk yeah. about that. Um, what is the date? What is the first weekend of April, Mr. Grubbs? 
The first weekend of April is actually the Canopy Transitions. The 7th and 8th. The 7th. So Saturday the 7th is Canopy Transitions at Skydive Spaceland Houston. Performance Designs, I believe, will be in town. We're still not 100% confirmed. Don't hold me to that. But we're doing sport accuracy competition. The Rating Center is going to actually do coaching for that. And that evening, I hope PD's in town because that is the evening. That Saturday night is karaoke night. It's just a festival. It's a time that there's no competition unless y'all want to make it a contest. Yeah, Bo Reeby's a pretty good singer, too. Is he? Oh, yeah. Have you heard him sing? Oh, that guy can sing. Fucking, we got to get Bo on the mic then. Yeah, yeah. So, guys and gals, January, or excuse me, April 7th, is that the date, Mr. Grubbs? April 7th? Yes. Okay, cool. April 7th, we are going to have Gravity Lab Radio karaoke night. Uh, just a reminder, we are taking donations to fund this. The Rating Center is not very rich company. As a matter of fact, I'm a broke-ass motherfucker. <laughs> skydiver. <laughs> I'm a full-time skydiver, yep. man. I have a nice car, and people say that all the time because I'm married up. Um, Tid good. Dude, I, I have one of the most wonderful women in the world who let me make a meager living. That's the reality of it all. You're very lucky. I'm, we're, we are lucky men. Dude, you're very blessed, man. Cheryl mm-hmm. is a wonderful, wonderful woman. And a great cook. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll cook healthy for you. Yes, uh, she does. April 7th, we will have that film festival. Yes, we are taking donations. Thank you very much to Kevin Craig. Thank you very much to Brian Menard. Both of those boys already said they throw down. When you see Nick Lott, when you see Justin Grubbs, when you see myself. And Henry, I'm actually going to ask you to help out. If you see Hank, don't hesitate to give one of the four of us money for the... Uh, for what we call that karaoke night, let us know what it's for, and will you fellas agree to give it to me? Sure. Sweet. Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, Justin, in. Ha- Justin has an answer, because I wouldn't give my money to I'm Justin. St- I'm still looking. He's still looking for no Hank's worries. karaoke yeah, night. Yeah, I found a uh, video t- of us at Kima doing the wobble. So look in, <laughs> That was pretty good. Look in Hank's videos uh, folder and yeah. look for 2016, and I'm going to say somewhere around June, plus or minus a month. Yeah, it was so. the day that Poncho got there from Skydive Andes. Yeah. I'm I, like, hey, new guy, got to sing if you walk in. And he says, okay, just throw him the mic. What'd he sing? I can't remember, but it was pretty good. Yeah. I was, it actually might be May. I was yeah. in Dallas. Um, I might be. I was in Dallas running some courses. I was at Spaceland Dallas. I don't know if I was doing work for Spaceland as a consultant or if I was there for the rating center running business. But I remember I was there. I had, I had two different trips, one of each. And I remember being there and pulling up on my fucking phone, you singing Big Balls by ACDC. Oh, dude. I think Big Steve had the same look on his face that you did. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? No, no. The look You're I supposed ha- to be sober. I'm like, I am. The look I had on my face was, this is fucking gold. It was one of the best karaoke fucking performances I've ever seen in my life. Now, you can't sing worth a shit. Let's get that yeah, straight. I got, I got a little hoarse at the end, yeah? Yeah, you know, dude, you and I have sang for 15 straight hours That's on a road trip. That's true. You sing like ass. Thank you. You're welcome. And I <laughs> sing like shit. And, and we shared it on your last visit. Neither of our wives let us sing in the car. No. Why not? Because we sing like shit. Yeah. So we <laughs> got a road trip that we sang nonstop to, and we were yeah. both like, Yes! Yeah, we're not we were nailing it. So there's all our stupid <laughs> ads. I'm so sorry. Uh, we'll go back to shenanigans. And the shenanigans I want to know about is your 100th skydive. My? <laughs> it, w- it wasn't my 100th. It was, it was my friend Amy's. Oh, I thought that was yours. It was, yeah, it was Amy's. But as you know, traditionally, your 100th skydive is a naked jump. So You say traditionally. Most people I know have not made a naked jump Ever. I know, but it's supposed to be traditionally. 
<laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Trying to bring it back. The undie hundy's good. I mean, if you got family drop zone, that's there's nothing wrong with the undie hundy. But traditionally, old school, you did a naked jump on your hundredth jump. So Amy was a very good sport and a very beautiful lady. So she needed somebody to do naked jump with. So of course I volunteered. <laughs> As did our naked cameraman, whose name is Tim Kelly. Not the Tim Kelly that, that lives over here by us, but a, a Tim Kelly friend of ours from the ranch. So we had a two-way naked free fly with naked video. And we had the best of intentions. We set up in the door, basically in a 69 position, head up, head down. And, of course, yeah, I was fat then, too. <laughs> I didn't have any drag, and Amy was very light and fit. And when we came out of the plane, I basically just fell by her. And her foot took my cutaway handle and pulled one side of it out. So we're skydiving along, and it's not going very good, mostly because she's really flustered. And I'm like, what's, so, you know, what's going on? And she looks at me, and she goes, I want you to look at your cutaway handle you're fucked. So I look down, and this thing's going whoosh, whoosh, like tassels. So hold on one second. Hold on. I, w- I wanted s- uh, most of our, our, our listeners are listeners, not watchers. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever in a skydive and you have an emergency or your friends have an emergency, what Hank just did is he pointed his eyes and then he pointed at his handle. And, and if you're ever in a skydive emergency, if you see one of your friends who's having a really bad situation, point at your eyes, which means look at. Point at the person and then point at the problem. So Hank, if he had his cutaway handle loose, I'd point at my eyes. Hank, look. I point at Hank. Hank, look at your cutaway handle. Now your cutaway handle is wrapping around like a helicopter. That's where you're at. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. So of course I pulled it out, you know, because it's gonna go away. And I showed it to the naked cameraman <laughs> who gives me the pull signal at ten thousand feet in late October in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking freezing. So that's your I, excuse. So I pulled my reserve. And as I'm Ugh. it was beautiful opening. Sonic, thank you for the save. Yep. Oh, he saved me more than once in many different ways. <laughs> and uh yeah, I landed right there in the main landing area in front of the, everybody right at the loading area in all my glory under my reserve. And I'll hear as I'm coming in, I hear, here's grass in your ass. Where'd you put your handles? <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> screaming at me. So I took a bow and and went went home for the day. <laughs> Probably caught pneumonia or something after that. It was pretty funny. But that was a pretty memorable jump. My first naked jump. Wasn't my hundredth, but it was my first naked jump to to celebrate Amy's hundredth was a total malfunction. So, <laughs> holy shit, I've known you a lot of years, and I don't think I ever heard that story. Yeah. Now, I've spent a lot of time with you not sober, so there's a good chance I've heard that story, and I don't realize that. So, no, it's, a, it's a strong possibility, man. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come out all the time. Yeah. I try not to scare a lot of people. Yeah. So, <laughs> cut, you, you cut away. You had your cutaway handle half out, half in. Yeah. Why'd you cut away? Why not just go straight to your reserve? No, I did. I did go straight to my reserve. I just didn't want to lose the handle. Okay, so you pulled the cutaway handle just so you had it where you had it. Yeah, you weren't really cutting away. You were just saving the handle. Yeah, it's it's just spinning around. So okay. I'm just, I 
took it and showed it to the cameraman. Like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I got it. So yeah. what kind of rig were you jumping? That was that was uh, my Vortex. Okay. Yeah. And, and one of the things I recommend to jumpers, when you're looking at a rig, when you want to buy a rig, when you choose rigs, because there's various manufacturers, mm-hmm. one of the things that I look at when I'm buying a rig is I look at the distance or the amount of cutaway cable exposed between the handle and anything else protective, anything that's going to guard it and protect it. And I really try to choose, and, and I go for rigs that have minimal cable exposed. So if you ever see, sorry, I didn't mean to kick your <laughs> mic into your face. That was that was accidental. Um, if you ever uh, look at my rig when I'm wearing it, you'll notice there's very minimal cable exposed between the handles mm-hmm. and any housing or webbing that's connected to it. And it's for just that reason. Yeah, it's it's super important to have free fly friendly and just hand friendly. You'd be foot amazed. Friendly, yeah. <laughs> toe friendly gear. Yeah, and, and it <laughs> used to. All these things you say used to be snag hazards, but something that's actually happened and become a little bit more of a phenomenon, I, I don't know if it's happened enough to say phenomenon, but it, it has happened, is these small format cameras like the GoPros, which is a fucking phenomenal camera. The Sony's a great camera. There's all sorts of other ones. The Drift and Contour uh, aren't, aren't doing as well as they once were. Mm-hmm. But there have been people who have gotten their head caught into somebody else's, whether they're wearing a chin mount, a top mount, whatever, caught into somebody else's, Handles and pulled cutaway handles, not not the handle, the cable like you described. Yeah, it can happen. You have to be so careful. Skydiving's dangerous, but minimize risk. Make sure you have the right gear, and you can do it 18, 20 years. Dude, how long? <laughs> or longer. And you've been skydiving how long now? I started, I did my first tandem with our, with my friends, the Rosses and, uh, and the Nelsons up in uh, two, September of 2000. And then that was right before winter started. We were all ski bums, ski instructors, and snowboard instructors. And then as soon as, soon as winter was over, I went back and did another tandem and, and uh, just never stopped. So you've hit your 17th anniversary of your first skydive. This will be your 18th year mm-hmm. or 17th active year. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. And, and 11,000 jumps at a time. You stay active. There's no doubt you have passion for the sport. I, I love to jump. I would rather if people think... I, I mean, I wonder what people think, but I love to jump, and I love to do tandems and teach. Those are my favorite things. What What is it about the teaching? Because a lot of people get their AFF rating, a lot of people teach skydivers, even examiner ratings, and, and it can be brutal at times teaching so much. It's, it is brutal at times. It really is. But when your student gets it, when... When the light comes on and the smile comes on their face and they relax and they're enjoying it and, and they can do it safely. And, you, and then you see them later on going on to become instructors like Justin. Was so Justin proud. one of your students? Justin wasn't one of he – was, he was one of our students at Skydive Spaceland but for did, sure. But were you one of his instructors? He wasn't mine, but – he could I would probably tell you the story because uh, when I went through it, there was a lot of weather, so I spent a lot of time on the ground, and Hank was always there. Hank basically taught me everything out of the book and signed off most of the things on the eight license proficiency card, which are ground skills. We um, had book signing parties were big that winter. Jimmy Wynn was there. Sarah Savage was there. All those people were apparently super scared of me. <laughs> which what they tell me yeah, later very intimidating yeah well the first time we met you were 
chewing my butt out for not practicing and learning things while I was sitting there waiting on the rain. I just I just can't Rightfully have anybody so. getting hurt. You know, we we need to take the time to practice the things when we have time to practice. When the, when the sun comes out, we get to play. When the sun's not out, we should be practicing, getting ready. Always prepare. But Justin was excellent at that. We Yeah, I went a little hard on him the first day. And I tell you what, man, he never let me down. The second day he came back, his stuff was there, asked for something else. And when a student asks you for something, has a question, put some thought into it, that's when I'm really inspired to teach. I want to give back. I think our first jump together was me chasing one of your tandems. It was like my first tandem chase. Which was, <laughs> you did a really good job. Our first jump together was your coach evaluation, I would guess. Yeah. I know I did a coach evaluation with, you know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. words. <laughs> words and spelling, my specialty. Um, <laughs> uh, coach evaluation. Ah, so that's I jump in with you now. We uh, jumpy, we jumpy, jumpy. It's funny when I do it. When you do it, it's fucking racist. I can't. I'm ginger. Would you like I'm a racist. cheeseburger round no, eye? I'm a minority. Would you like a cheeseburger round <laughs> eye? Like, you even wore a squinty-dyed shirt here, you racist fuck. I mean, what the heck? Oh, it's wow, it is. Oh no, I thought it was ET. <laughs> you thought it was ET. Ginger ninja, the ginger, ginger. Uh, <laughs> and you make a really valid point though, because Hank, you say you weren't his instructor. You tell me a jumper who learned at Skydive Spaceland, and Hank was on the DZ, and Hank wasn't his instructor. Tell me who that was. You do something that I I do, and it's hard for me not to. It, it's it's a vested thing, and it's I see people who want to learn to skydive. I want to share with them. A lot of times it's new jumpers, inexperienced jumpers, low-time jumpers, or experienced jumpers. You think when we're telling you something, we're doing it to get on to you? More often than not, we are saying things to you to share information, things we've learned. And unfortunately, we've either learned the hard way or we've lost friends. And Hank, I'm positive you've lost friends to this sport. Uh, we've, we've lost way too many friends. It's not astronomical numbers, but one friend is too many. And I don't... I, I just... I know it's going to happen someday, but I don't want to lose another, especially some of our, our new friends, the young jumpers that are coming up that will grow to be our brothers and sisters and will be our next instructors. And I, I just I want them to have every opportunity not to make the mistakes, not to show up at a coach course with a broken tailbone, <laughs> not to bounce off the center of the pee pit and fly through one of the best girls four-way teams in the world and roll up to Sonic's legs in a jumbled mess of lines and shit. I love you, Sonic. And have him look down at me and go, nice job. <laughs> and the look on the girl's face was like, what the hell are you talking about? And he goes, if you didn't, if he didn't keep flying that parachute, at least two of you would be going to the hospital right now. <laughs> and he goes, now come with me. He took me around the school and <laughs> ripped me a new one for about 45 minutes. Deservedly so. <laughs> 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 but it's because he fucking cares. Yeah, he care he cares and he and he had stuff to say and I was doing stupid shit. Like I don't really know when I started swooping with any skill or Not if yet. I do yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, right? I just think Burn. of that time coming straight across the beer line at you. <laughs> and you're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm crashing." <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. 
Oh my god, dude! You need to uh, pull that hair out of your beard. I think you brought part of Cheryl with you, so just just grab the whole chin and bring it all out. <laughs> Not that oh. hair. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Sorry. No, you found it. You found oh, it. Oh, that is Cheryl. <laughs> no, I've been staring at that sure for the entire thing. That dude. was that wonderful long hug and kiss she gave me before I went out tonight. Told me to drive careful and to have fun with my boys. Man, she's the best. Wa- I'm so lucky. I got such a great wife. And to be fair, so is she. You guys are a very blessed couple. Have you guys ever legally tied the knot? We're not. Yeah, we're not legal. We're not <laughs> married, dude. You're common law married. In in my mind, there's n- there's nobody else for me. You've claimed each other as husband and wife. It's mm-hmm. been long enough in the state of Texas. You were legally common law married. Yeah, and I guess now that the house is refinanced, I'm not so shy about saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys ever going to officially tie the knot? Are you guys ever going to do something legit about it? She said something about Christmas this year. I just kind of giggled, and we just let it ride, and we'll sit. we wound up getting a dog instead. I think that's just as good. <laughs> Dude, if it ever happens, big or small, and, and I'm sure knowing you, it might be medium size. I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> He's being generous. I am. It's I'm trying to be medium size. <laughs> medium size. Um, I want to be there. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. I would, and we, and we, the only place we would do it is at Skydive Spaceland. Yeah. I say that. I actually never. No, nobody got invited to my wedding. No, dude. Uh, my parents, my sister and her spouse, Valerie's parents, her sisters and their spouse. We have thirteen people, including the photographer and the official at our wedding. We invited nobody. We also spent a shitload of money to have a private wedding on the beach in the Keys, and you've seen the picture. Yeah, I've seen those gorgeous Ooh. pictures of that gorgeous wife of yours. Yeah, dude. If you've they ever were phenomenal, if you ever see my Facebook page, if you've ever seen the sunset picture of me kissing Val, that's our wedding, and that is not a doctored shot. We paid good money and did a lot of research to find out where we could get the most gorgeous sunset picture within cost reason. And the keys was it in February. So, yeah. Oh, goddamn. February sucks to find anything good. Yeah. I think that's yeah, a tough, that's a tough month of the year in the U.S. So we're, we're about to transition here a little bit. Before we transition, in about 40, 45 minutes from now, I want, we're, we're going to start wrapping up. And at that point, I want to do one last thing. That last thing is I really want to see some of the best questions our friends have. So if you're listening to this, you're checking this out, uh, let us know what you want to know from Hank. Let us know what you want to hear from Hank. Justin is going to be keeping a good track of that, and we'll get into the one, two, three, whatever time we have at the end of this, uh, of the questions to answer for what's going on with Hank. And we're going to try to do that more often. Help me remember that, Justin. Help me remember anything is is a good thing. We're going to transition a little bit because we've gone from student Hank. We've gone gone from some of your dumb fun stories. I want to know a little bit more about instructor Hank, and we've already started that transition. You love people. I've been working at Spaceland for 12 years. I have helped rewrite and reauthor that program, and I probably have had the largest impact on that program ever. And for many years, I would say nobody would ever care for that program more than Steve Boyd or myself. Steve Boyd gives a fuck about that program and those students. Nobody will care about it more than me or Steve. I've been beat, dude. Nobody cares more for our students than you do. You're now the chief instructor. You're now the leading instructor for our program. And I, nobody cares more about you. What is it about? What, what, what gives you that passion? Why? I just I want I want to see people do good. I want to see them and enjoy themselves and be safe. I it's it's the most incredible group of people that we work with. The the love that I it's hard to ex- explain. I walk on the drop zone and I literally anytime and I'm not trying to brag, I get no less than 
10 hugs and 15 I love yous as I walk onto the drop zone to go sign in in the morning. Our staff gives so much love. The, our, our Chilean and our Venezuelan boys and girls, and, and man, it's, it's incredible. When, you know, when Fernando, Carlos, and Pedro walked up to me this morning, all gave me hugs and an I love you. That's, it's so genuine, and I, and I love them back, and I love everybody there. I know I'm difficult to deal with sometimes, and I get fired up, and I, I don't, I'm not proud of that at all. I want to I work on that. That's the biggest thing. But I just, I hope you guys know that how much I love you guys. It, I couldn't live my life without you guys and girls. And to be part of this family is, is so amazing. And to be part of Spaceland's family is so amazing. And when people come from all over the world to come to Spaceland because it's the most unique drop zone you're ever going to see. Not just that the planes are flying all the time. We've got any given Saturday, we got 200 people there that are basically all best friends. It's, it's a family, it's a family place. Tandems walk in, they're the, they're the new cousins that you'd never met. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And then this morning I walked in and Henry Guyver and Joey, our Colorado China connection, and I got Who's to Joey? meet Joey. Joey came and with Henry Guyver, okay, who is doing the uh, on wheels under canopy is yes. him on Instagram. That's what I wanted to, to give that a little plug for him for sure. So follow him on Instagram. But uh, Joey came with him, drove him down. They've been buddies since they were kids up in Colorado. This guy took a day out of his short skydiving vacation, came and helped me tile my bathroom. This is the kind of man that Joey is. You're going to meet him. You're going to love him. Just, just incredible people. And Henry's wife is so sweet. She's like... Allison? Allie, yeah. Allie? Yeah. Okay. And uh, just, she's just like, oh, I thought you were 34. I'm just like, Henry, you picked a good one. <laughs> Allie's either blind as fuck... Or a very sweet lady. She's a sweet. She's a sweet, and she's you don't look thirty. Beautiful shit. lady. No, I, I. She was being really nice. Yeah. But I was telling her the whole yoga story about how you, I had to get grounded from my yoga. <laughs> I remember that. That was. Yeah. Remind me. I do. I know this story. Am I just oh, forgetting? Man. You grounded me. Remember? Oh, <laughs> during a tandem course, I told you yeah, you can't fucking coach work. Course. Yeah, you grounded me. It was me. a tandem course. You were doing front rides. Out of love. Yeah, it was a tandem course. Wasn't yeah. It? Well, tell that story. <laughs> oh, man. So I've spent my whole life basically falling off of things <laughs> and hardly ever getting hurt. But the last year and a half of my life, I have gone from one... Ac- give him a little of that brown shoulder. I've gone from one accident... To another. So I, I love to swim. I swim, 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 swim. You know, swim myself into swimmer's shoulder. Had to take a break. Hopped on my bike because I'm still trying. Always, it's a never-ending battle to try and lose weight. Hurt my knee. Did too much too fast. So i got to do something. So I start taking Zumba classes. No joke. Yoga classes. Circuit training. Everything I could do, you know. And so 
at the beginning of every yoga class that I've ever been in, and I've been in enough, the teachers always says, don't go past the point of pleasant tension. Well, I went past it. <laughs> there's, this little, there's this little piece of cartilage that holds your hip bones together called the pubis synthesis. I'm sure I didn't say it right. <laughs> it just sounds like I had some brown shoulder, too. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Schallenberger can, can tell me what it was. But anyway, I was doing The Lord of the Fish. Is that really the name of it? That's what they said it was. I don't know what the hell it was. But, uh, and you just heard pop, and I go, oh, and the lady looks at me, and she goes, you went past it. <laughs> and I'm like, you're like, no shit. I'm like, I got to go. So, yeah, I ripped, I ripped that tiny little piece of cartilage that holds your hip bones together. I had to go do the course that day. So at the end of the day, the candidates had to literally carry me down the stairs, put me in my car. I drive home. I'm in agonizing pain, and the little kids next door are playing ball in their front yard. I know that I'm going to fall out of my car. I don't want them to think that I went off the wagon. So I sat in my car on my phone for almost an hour until these kids finally went inside to eat dinner. And I fell out of my car, and I pulled myself up, and I went in the house, and I told Cheryl what I did, and she's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I told you she said you're an idiot. Yeah. And uh, so I go, in, I go in, the, in our den, and I lay down to stretch. And she's like, okay, dinner's ready. Come in. I got up. I almost blacked out. I threw up on my own carpet. <laughs> like, if that's a seven... On the pain scale, I don't want to know what a 10 is. And I literally tried to keep working until the next day or the day after you came up and it's just like, Hank, I love you. You're grounded. Yeah, somebody actually <laughs> pulled me aside and told me Hank was in pain and Hank shouldn't be jumping right now. Somebody pointed that out to me and I walked up and you were about to load the plane and you were limping a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I asked you a couple questions. You told me the answers very quickly, and I said, cool, you're grounded. Finish this jump and get back to the ground. I didn't know it was as bad as it was until just now. Oh, it took 10 months to heal. Dude, just now is how you never really told me, and I never asked the details. I didn't realize you tore cartilage. I would have yeah. just said, let's hold this load on the, not hold the whole load, but let's pull you and the candidate off. I would have never let you go on that one load. Yeah, I, I mean, we never had... MRIs or anything done. I just went off of what my friends told me. And one of those but friends is a shit is a doctor. Who, yeah, he's I was gonna say a chef. He's a he's a great chef and a doctor. And uh, cannibalism <laughs> at its finest. But he's like, it sounds like that you did this. It felt like my my legs were a nutcracker, and there was a rock in the middle of the arms of the nutcracker trying to break the the arms of the nutcracker off. That's what it felt every time I moved one leg or the other. Ooh. And it, it took literally 10 months for me to be able to jog a little bit. And you worked through the entire process. I, yeah, I'm not too bright. Yeah, I can't, I can't blame you <laughs> yeah. because we told the story earlier. I had the flu and got bronchitis doing your AFF I course. I know. We almost lost you over that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Crazy. I was in Lodi, California and got bronchitis again. Went to the ER when I came home, and they said, you're at the edge of walking pneumonia. Yeah. You are as bad as it gets. And I, I have the same problem. I work through bad things. So, yeah. uh, man, sit the fuck down next time. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. right after I healed from that, I cut my hand wide open. Yeah. So I... I had Brian Lawson 
on his Dive Flow 1 duct tape my hands shut. <laughs> that wasn't real good. But we did seven jumps that day. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing that you actually had a good student that day. Yeah, well, we talked. We're just like, you better pull. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a hand. I got one to I'm hold like, on. I'm like, I got this one. I, I was like, if you see a hand in front of you, I'm not pointing at anything. That's a thumbs up. <laughs> if, it's this, if it's this way, it's a finger pull. <laughs> that was literally what we did. And then, yeah. So then as soon as that one healed, then I broke this thumb three places. That was great. Duct taped it up, did six jumps that day. How'd you break that one? Oh, tandem student stepped on it. Okay. Yeah. That's starting to come familiar again. I said, okay, we're going to run this out. And he <laughs> run. I ran right <laughs> over top of him. Ooh. We looked like two dogs. <laughs> Two dogs locked up. Getting on. The one in front is sick, and the one in back's pushing him to the vet. <laughs> You're fucked. That was yeah. It was it was brutal. And I like so I picked it up. And I put it back in place, and I'm like, holy cow, it works. And I put put all the parachute parts in my hand, the drogue and the bridle, and, and it just went kathunk. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> Yeah, that wasn't real good. Jesus, but you're healthy. You're all better now. Yeah, yeah. Except for the, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) So so now you're healthier. Now you're better. Now you're back at it. Yeah, it's so it's so good to not be in too much pain. So we know what drives you to be an instructor, and I found out it's not the passion for students; it's pain. I love pain. One one of the things that I would say. drove me to the sport was the sport was flying skydiving the rush the ability to fly the ability to fall with grace but what's kept me in the sport beyond all measure are the people yes is that what is that the the people are incredible what what got me to skydiving was i just didn't want to roof or paint houses anymore which i'm (laughs) doing next tuesday we're roofing our house anybody roofing the house a lot of fun come on over um but yeah i i just when we showed up at the drop zone that first day, I ran into a bunch of ski friends that I didn't even know that were skydivers. My friends are like, you got to come skydiving with us. Those guys know you. I said, I don't know any skydivers. So I showed up at the drop zone. It was Miles. It was Jeff Rose, Shane. It was Mike Vale and Charles Bryan and a bunch of Joel Huskin and a bunch of other really famous skydivers. And, uh, and I said this is what you guys do all summer? They're like, yeah, what do you do? I'm like, I roof houses. That was the last summer I did that. Dude, it gets hot up there, and you got to carry shit up a ladder. It was so hard, but I was also in my 20s then, not in my 80s now. So <laughs> yeah, He thinks he's in his 80s. I feel like it. <laughs> you were wrong about your age. Your age for what? By two years? Three always. years? I'm always wrong. And then you figured out you were wrong, so you fixed it, and you were wrong for by a year for years more. Yeah, I'm still wrong. Yeah. How old are you now? 50. <laughs> I'm 48. What year were you born? 69. <laughs> you were born 69? 69, baby. All nice. Right, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, not everybody can do, say that. What month? June. June. I'm, right in the middle. I gotta keep. I try to keep track. Remember how much older you are than me, and I just want to say how much <laughs> older you are than me. That was the so old point of the that story. Was, I just feel it. But when Allie said that I was thirty four today, I felt almost forty again. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> line, Thanks, girl, man. Uh, yeah. Allie Henry actually. I have Henry Guyver in a in a uh, canopy course this weekend. Yes, 
And I, I don't know if he listens. I know he listens to the podcast on occasion. I don't know if he heard. Uh, we actually more we've already once. Uh, we I've said this once already. I intend on having him on the podcast if he's willing. And I actually hope he's next week's guest because my goal is to have Henry on here while he is as raw and as fresh as he can be. Because my goal is to have him back a second time at the end of the year and compare his experience beginning to end. What's it like to have, how many jumps does he have now? 33. What's it like to have 33 jumps? And that's what we'll talk about next week. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he'll join us. And then what it's like to have 1,330 or 1,533 jumps because his goal is 1,500 skydives. So I think there's a very, very raw perspective. We've had a few hundred jump wonders in here, but we've never had somebody so green and so raw. And to talk to him about his A in a week would be super interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Henry's A in a week was phenomenal. Four and a half days. That man's motivated. And he can perform. He was watching. I don't know if he still is, but he said, uh, my heart grew two sizes today when I saw Hank for the first time since getting my A license last year. I was so so happy to see him when they when they walked into the packing room today, and it's again that that love that just makes me want to get up every morning and just come see who what my friends are at the drop zone. Met three new friends with Rob and Felicia Parker yesterday. Some some guys, two guys, Jim Miguel. Yeah, meet the third guy. Yeah, it's wonderful people. We went to Top Golf. And then I took them to Academy to show them guns and crossbows because those guys can't find any of that shit. America. Yeah, they were digging it. They were, they were on every Why aisle. you got to go to Academy to show them bones, bows and crossbones and bones and bo- guns? That's the word. Guns. <laughs> you just bring yeah. them here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could, yeah. I'm the son of a Marine who lives in Texas. I ain't going to say I own guns. I'm just going to say I'm the son of a Marine who lives in Texas. Yep, this house is safe. This house is, is <laughs> America. America. I'm sorry if you're not into firearms. I respect that. Sure. I keep them locked up under a very nice gun safe, very secure system. Um, so I'm a, I'm a responsible gun owner. But fucking got guns, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> I got a BB gun. Do you are, are you do you own gun, you own any guns? No, I got a BB gun and I got a bow and arrow. How do you feel about guns, firearms, pistols? I I'm all for them. I. I I believe that everybody should have a right to, if they want to have them, to have them, and to not have them if they don't want to have them. I there's people that I want to have them. You know, I would feel the safest if something was going on and Trent Alkek was next to me. <laughs> yes, sir. I would feel so safe. Yeah, you Trent, know, Trent. Trent is a good man to know. He's a good he's, guy. He's a good man. He's in. He's he's responsible. You know, he knows what to do. And just if the zombie apocalypse ever were true, I have a lot of friends who believe and are prepared for the zombie apocalypse. And I'm not going to go to most of their houses because I hate to say it. Most of them are nutbags. (laughs) I'll go to Trent's house. Yeah, we're going to Trent's house. Because Trent's a smart motherfucker, man. That guy is squared away. Yeah. So you're an instructor for the passion. You're an instructor for for what goes on there. The examiner world, man. I, I, I... I love doing what we do. Coach courses I absolutely enjoy. I absolutely think they're a wonderfully great time, but I'll also say it's the least favorite thing I do of the things we do. And it's because it's the most classroom-intensive thing we do. It's a lot of classroom, but yeah. it's, it's a great course. It lays the whole foundation for the rest of your career. Would you agree, though? Would you say it's the most difficult thing we do as far as the most... Of all the things we do, it's the, the, most, it's the thing that brings me down the most. Not necessarily... It doesn't bring me down. It's not bad. But it's the thing I like to do the least. That's I, I think that where you are and where I am, it, it's just an uh, an evolution and 
and maybe someday I'll I'll be there. But right now, I I really enjoy the oh I enjoy it courses. I'm not saying I don't I, like it. I, I I think that I like doing tandem courses a lot. I I have a really good time with them. So if I told you you couldn't do one thing anymore, you couldn't do AFF anymore, you couldn't do tandems anymore, you couldn't do coach courses anymore, or you couldn't do tandem courses anymore, you had to pick one. Which one would you give up? Video. Sorry, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Notice I didn't make that offer. That no, I know. no, I know. I like shooting video. There's just I just feel so bad if the camera doesn't work or something. So of those four things, which one would you would you choose to say, okay, I'll do without that one? Man, I don't want to get in trouble. Don't you won't. Nobody listens to this. It's okay. Nobody listens. I, would, <laughs> I, I don't know. It would be it would be one of the it would be one of the courses, either tandem or coach. But I like doing them both. Yeah. I don't I don't want to make that choice. So so you just proved my point. I'm not really asking you to make a choice, but the point is, is coaches is one of the most grading or hardest things we do. It is. It's the hardest. It's the hardest course. So it's hard on the students, candidates. It's hard for us. When I like it the least, it doesn't mean I dislike it. It's mm-hmm. like saying this is a less valuable version of gold. This is yeah. this diamond's not as good as this diamond. Right. So coach courses, they they are absolutely the most draining thing we do. Why do you keep doing them then? It's 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 the foundation. It's whether you're going to be a coach or not. Whether you're going to go on to be an instructor or not. People that go through the coach course. They get so much from it. They become a safer skydiver. Their their vision picture expands so much. They they just become better. I was doing a lot of a lot of coaching, a lot of half ass coaching before I ever took that course. And when when you laid out the course for me and gave me names for the tools that I was using and in order to use them, my own skydiving got so much better and I just I just think it's such a useful tool, whether you want to be a coach or not. Come and take that course. If you've got... That's so true. I feel like a couple hundred jumps from going from not not having an instructional rating to having a coach is bigger than going from coaching to being an AFF instructor as far as knowledge goes. Now, I I will say I agree with that to a point. The point being, go to a good examiner. Mm-hmm. Michael Watkins is a good examiner. Henry Pruitt, Doug Ligner. I'd like to think myself. Valerie Marvin, for sure. Yeah. They're good examiners. So going to a good examiner, I would agree with that statement, no doubt. A lot of our friends have experienced coach courses that are not to the standard that you and I believe they should be at. Yeah, yeah. one-day courses, it's pretty tough to get all that stuff down in one day. I would say I it's think, impossible. I don't, think, I don't <laughs> think it's fair to the candidates. I don't think it's... It's not fair to the candidates, but and, and I'm sorry, with all respect to our candidates, it's not about them. It's not fair to the students. It's not fair to the students. They're going to train mm-hmm. one day. And wait a minute. The students, they train one day, are going to share the sky with me, the examiner. And your wife. And my wife. And my best and, friend. Yeah. And and these people, I, I, I have a huge selfish motivation. One mm-hmm. of the reasons I want to make skydiving safer is because I want my wife to be safer. Um, Cheryl hasn't jumped in a while. But I know when Cheryl would have jumped, you want to see her land before you go on the next level. Absolutely. Valerie and I both skydive regularly at the same time. And we don't always know when each other's in the sky. But when we are in the sky together or when we're on sky separately, we do our best. If I'm in the loading area and she's landing, I do my best to watch her land before I get on that airplane. She does the best to watch me land before I get on the airplane. And I have zero doubt in Valerie's ability to do the right thing. I'm scared that some idiot's going to crush her. 
Yeah, it's well, it's just like riding a motorcycle. You know, you yeah, you got to keep your head on the swivel. Accidents happen, and that's and I think that's that's the biggest reason why I'm I'm so hard is that I want these guys to be safe. We made these mistakes. You know, there's no need for you to go out and try it when we know it doesn't work. We got the tools to give you something that'll work. Skydives are way more enjoyable when you do something that's going to work. Absolutely. It's just it's just the way it is. And it took me I, I, 12 years to figure that out. <laughs> I was going to say, I wish everybody knew that or came to that realization. Yeah, really. So I want you to take the next 10, 15 minutes, and I want you to share two stories with me. Okay. And I want you to share these two stories, and I'll kind of give you an insight to my version of them. Okay. I want to know, number one, your most rewarding student. Not necessarily most memorable, most rewarding student as far as a student who impacted you the most. And number two, the most rewarding candidate you've ever worked with as far as being an examiner goes. And I'll, and I'll actually tell you mine, and I'll give the short answer because I want to hear the story behind yours a little bit more. I can give short answers because both of these folks have actually been guests on the show. My most rewarding student ever is a lady named Marion Sparks. Mm -hmm. Marion Sparks became who she is today through skydiving. I didn't teach Marion Sparks to skydive. I had the blessing and the honor and the privilege to be through a life-breaking-through moment for her and really how to live life, especially in her later years. And Marion Sparks has given back to the sport more than most people ever have and has given back to her cause, Jump for the Rose. And if you've never checked it out, www.jumpfortherose.org. Uh, Jump for the Rose is a wonderful cause. She's given back to a wonderful cause, breast cancer treatment for women. That's my most memorable student, and that is why, because she's given so much back. My most memorable candidate is the man I'm staring at right now. <laughs> no, you laugh. And fuck the friendship for one second, brother. You are one of my dearest friends. I give a rat's ass in this comment about our friendship. Here's why you are my most memorable candidate. What do you do today? Who do you impact today? What is your effect today on our sport? You are one of the most giving, most impactful people we know in the sport. And I got to help put you there, dude. I mean, every bit of it. I, you are my most memorable candidate. Yeah, you're, you're 75% of who I've become. Dude, I, uh, we just sucked each other's dick. And that being said, I want to know who's your, who's your most memorable student. And who's your most memorable <laughs> candidate? Take your time with each story Man, and it's, why. It's tough. Uh, it's uh, or or amongst because it's, it's hard to narrow it down so, that quickly. It's so yeah that that would have been something I would have needed a little more time to think about. I meant to tell you that but, earlier today. Yeah. I dwelled on this conversation all day for my own self. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I'd have to say one of one of my most impressive students that uh, I've been. It's just been an honor to work with, and I hope to work with more in the future is a gentleman who's also an examiner and his name is chuck martin from san marcus yeah i've I, i've known chuck he, for a little while but i've got to know him a little bit better recently i've watched him walk onto the drop zone i'm sure he had a few jumps before he got there but he walked onto the drop zone basically out of the wounded warrior project and he was gonna he was gonna test a Foot abductor, supinate, ap, yeah. Uh, he was gonna. He had. He was having a little bit of issues with his foot drooping when he walked and when he landed. So 
Wounded Warriors was giving him this brace that had an elastic thing that was going to keep his foot up a little bit. And he was going to learn to skydive. And he was going to test this thing to see if it would be good for other soldiers who had the same difficulty. So he went through the program basically testing this thing from his level one all the way through. This man did basically didn't leave the drop zone for a solid year. Went through licenses, deservedly so, faster than anybody had ever seen. So much so that USPA called us and they're like, who is this guy, Chuck Martin? How can he possibly be getting a B, a C, and a D license in this amount of time? We're like, this gentleman is at the drop zone right now. He's on his 11th jump of the day. He's done this every single day since the day he got here, since, you know, when he was a student, he could only do three jumps a day. And that was probably enough in the beginning. But the second he had his license, he was jumping, he was jumping, he was jumping. And he got to the point where he didn't need it. He did the tests. And I'm sure there's soldiers that are thankful that he did these tests because his, his device worked flawlessly. But he got to the point where he didn't need it anymore. And then he came and he did a coach course with us at the rating center. He did a tandem course with the rating center. And he's pursued it now to where he's a coach and tandem examiner. And he's another one who who is going to be setting the bar high. Yes, sir. And, and that's what, and that's what I just am so proud of him and so thankful that I, I've gotten to work with him because when I'm old and retiring, he's still going to be probably my age now and still running strong and making tons and tons of great skydivers. So from, from Canada and student, I'd have, to, I'd have to give it to him. He's done the most. He's made me the proudest. Everybody that, that comes and tries makes me proud. I don't want to not say that they don't. Yeah. And even if I'm, and if I'm getting on you, it's probably my problem, not yours, that I'm having that day. But uh, I just, I am so proud of anybody that gets up there and tries. I'm proud of the guy that went with Justin and I the other day. For, I'm proud of him for being 60 years old and trying it. And getting up there and having the courage to say it's not the right time. You don't have to jump to to make me proud. And you don't have to do anything for me. You gotta you gotta live your life. Do it for you. Do it for you. But uh but anybody anybody who's out there doing stuff for themselves, anybody who's out there living a life, being good to other people, that's what it's all about. And that's that's what makes me makes me happy. My mother told me a long time ago, she goes, Hank. I don't care if you're a doctor or a bum. She didn't know I was going for the bum. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you don't care if she's a doctor or a bum. She yeah. is. You are. She, she was, <laughs> I think she would have preferred me to be the doctor, but she just, she knows that I'm, I'm a good person. And I have to, I have to, I'm a hardest critic. You've said, you know, who's harder on yourself than you're going to be, right? But yeah. I got to know I'm a good person when I get the kind of love that I got today when I yes, walked sir. on the drop zone, you know? And uh, and we have another another wonderful person, Debbie Studer, who's going to be joining in your canopy course, got the last slot. Yeah, I just got a note today. S- She's super happy that, that that happened. 
you know, came all the way, kept us in the in the loop of information all the way. Had the worst weather when the student got here and just had the hardest time getting jumps. Went up to Dallas and the weather was sunny. Did seven jumps that next day. Was able to get through the course. Went back to uh, Switzerland. Got a license and has come back for a few weeks. And she brought a wow. friend with her this That's time around. That's dedication right there. Yeah. And it's just incredible, incredible person. So talented. Dude, this young lady is a, and I went, I don't know if she's active. I don't think she's active. But I know she is at least a former MMA fighter. Oh, she's, and, yeah. And I'm a huge MMA fan, and I cannot remember the names right now. But when I met her, she said, I, I'd asked her about MMA, and she mentioned a couple of the girls she's fought. She's like, I don't know if you've never heard of her. She probably even said, you've probably never heard of such and such. I'm like, I know exactly who that is. She fights in this. And she's like, yeah, I fought her. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly who she is. Yeah. So Debbie hasn't just fought MMA. She's fought MMA at a high enough level that she's fighting recognized names. I say recognized names. I'm a hardcore MMA fan. I, I, I actually follow the sport of MMA closer than I follow the sport of skydiving. Uh, but skydiving, I don't have to follow. I live, so there's not as much following to it. Yeah, I'd um, she's also a trials bike rider. Yeah, and she's competed in like Red Bull events. Oh yeah, she's good. She's better than good. Yeah, it's, dude, that that professional. Chick, yeah, professional. I, she's yeah. not not. He, and you're not saying professional as far as she's got the experience level of a professional. She is. She a, is a professional athlete. Yeah, man, and just a and world class person. Just. Always up, always happy. It was just great, just so wonderful to to see her today and and to meet her friend and just to man, I, I'm I'm excited for you to get to work in the course and to feel the energy that this person is going to bring to your course. You're going to have such a good course Saturday between Henry and Debbie. There, I, I want to be. I just there's a good. Li- it's a good list of names. Yeah, I didn't see the other list. I'm yeah. not trying to take away from that. I don't, no. I just know that I was there this morning and talking to these folks. So I want to go backwards to something you said, and I think you and I have a very similar issue here. And one of the issues you and I have is people sometimes think we're coming down hard on them. People sometimes think that that when we're getting on to them, it's because we don't like them. And the fact is, is it's the absolute fucking opposite. Yeah, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't even bother with you. And there's a truth, guys. (laughs) So true. If a fellow like Henry Pruitt, if a fellow like myself approach you and they approach you with something you made a mistake on, don't think that we're coming down on you. Realize that we're coming to you to help you understand a problem and help you get better. When you see somebody who is coming down on you, sometimes it's hard and sometimes you and I both can speak very harshly to a jumper. See that harsh statement and it is not right. I will not justify our harshness one fucking bit. But I want you to see, and it's not just Hank and I, it's plenty of people in this world. Look at that harshness as a compassion. We have such a passion for what we're saying, it comes out emotionally. When it's emotional, it's passionate. When it's passionate, that means there's a love, a love for the sport, and a care about you. So don't take what Henry says. Don't take what I say to heart as far as like what we're or how we're saying it. Take it to heart that we're saying it that much. We're that passionate that we care that much about you. You just said it a second yeah. ago. Yeah. If I don't care about you, I ain't going to say I'll shit. I'll just leave you alone because I can't have that kind of, you know. Yeah. Would you say, I know it's 100% true for me. Would you agree to this? There are plenty of people in the drop zone. I have not said something to about their behavior because I don't care. 
And it's not that I don't care about those around me. It's not that I care about them. But I realize it's a conversation that is fruitless. It's a conversation that I might have tried. I might have cared. I might have poured my energy into you before. But I've tried enough times, and I've got enough ill feedback, and I've got enough ill results that I no longer invest in you because I can't care anymore. I've, I've had that happen it's in the past. I can't think of one person that's in, in our group that's current and going that I feel that way about right now. But and I don't want to say anybody's that person, but I, yeah. what what the proof I want to be is is those people exist to you and I. Yeah, they're out they're out there. Not everybody has to be friends, but yeah. everybody we can be care. civil and can make sure that we're safe and that we take care of each other. Yeah. And that's the biggest point is we don't always we're not always best friends, we're not always friends. And, and and it's rare that you and I don't care about somebody. There's actually people out there I don't like and I still care for. Yeah, nobody. We don't want to see anybody get hurt. Like I actually don't like you, by the way. You love me, and I love you. That, and Justin's a little jealous, but we love you too. I am. We love you jealous, too. Yeah. Uh, speak for yourself. He loves you. Oh, L is a very committed I word. I love you. Yeah. Oh, Barney dinosaur. One of the questions suit. was, <laughs> "Where's the suit?" Yeah, <laughs> Hank. If you could be any dinosaur, which one would you be, and why? I would be a lick a lot of puss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because they get all the chicks. That was contributed by Mitchell Hansen. <laughs> oh, my God. If you could be any Simpsons cartoon character, who would you be? My breath smells like cat food. <laughs> if you've never known. These berries you, taste like burning. <laughs> if you've ever seen Hank Pruitt, and I said this on the last visit you gave with us, if Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons <laughs> That's the face right there. grew up to be an, a, an adult, if Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons turned into a real human being and was 50-some years old, it would be you. Okay, do the face again. I'll there's even say... There's a cartoon of I that, I had to too. get the head-on head shot for that one. I'll even say the password <laughs> that you have for emails is different than the rating center email when i created your rating center email ralph wiggum is part of your password it's yeah, that it's much of a joke between funny. us <laughs> it's pretty so funny. now there's a lot more to the password than ralph wiggum's part of your password folks so don't go try guessing hank's password for the rating center if you do we'll change it for you we'll just change it yeah yeah we'll they change they'll never get it i don't think so either but now people out there hacking your email like they i'm get, gonna get it figured out they're gonna spend a few years Oh man, it's, uh, <laughs> and people have actually got offended. I've called you Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, people came to my to my aid thinking that you were being mean to me, yeah. <laughs> which I just thought was the greatest. It's it so funny. That's what, perfect. What is my cat's name? Ralph. Named after whom? Me. Ralph Wiggum, named after <laughs> you. And who hangs in the rearview mirror of Valerie's car? Ralph. Ralph Wiggum. Forever, Ralph, every car. Every car. Ralph, yep. Val's had Ralph Wiggum longer than we've been dating, and Valerie will probably have Ralph Wiggum in her car the rest of our lives. Ralph Wiggum is one of the most endeared characters to her and I relationship, and there's a little bit of a story that you know to our relationship uh, uh, for Valerie and I. So Ralph Wiggum is absolutely one of the most dearest characters in the world. So if you ever hear me calling Hank Ralph Wiggum, it's because he's also... Not only a retard, one of the most dearest characters <laughs> in my life. That was that was politically sweet. Too. Yeah, that's all right. The whole Alexis thing went way over. That I'm good now. <laughs> 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 Made up for it. <laughs> a sprinkler. 
<laughs> you know that joke. I can't tell the rest of that joke, right? You know the joke. <laughs> we can't tell that joke. No, there are there are very few jokes I won't tell on the air, and that is one that I will <laughs> fucking avoid. So we're kind of pushing towards the end. We have about 10, 15 more minutes before we turn to a pumpkin. Kay. While we're waiting on that pumpkin, Justin, what kind of questions do you have over there for Mr. Henry Pruitt? Well, there's been quite a few. Uh, let's see. The next one up, let's, uh, Matthew Fitzgerald asks, as a new jumper, other than jumping as regularly as possible, what's the best plan to progress in the sport? Mentor jumps and tunnel time have all been recommended to me, but too many opinions can be confusing. You just keep jumping, Matthew. Whether you got to go up and do a solo or if you can get a coach, just just keep jumping. You're going to have fun. You're going to get good. But if you can if you can get in with the mentors, if you're coming down, you know that at Skydive Spaceland, if you have less than 100 skydives, you can get a coach, you can get a mentor to come with you at no extra cost to you and teach you the foundations of belly flying. And not just the foundations. I mean, some of these cats are working on really, really advanced skills, stuff I need to work on. <laughs> I need I need to go back and get on this because when at level six I was trying to sit fly. I had when I came to the coach course with DJ, I had eight hundred and something jumps and less than a hundred of them on my belly and I almost failed the course. And most of the coach course was on his back. <laughs> laying down cracking he really was laying on his back in a corner because he couldn't sit in a chair because my back broke was back. broke <laughs> not a joke but a joke yeah he thought i was having a seizure yeah and i would agree with henry the, the first thing is jump 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 as much as you can uh taking advantage of the mentor program and the tunnel is definitely a good thing and not everybody has access to that. If you're a new jumper, the thing that I would say is have a plan on every skydive, whether you accomplish the goal or not. You know, uh, w w when I was a young free flyer, our goal was to build one point just to get a dock. And it took us several jumps to get that dock. But if you don't go out without that goal, if you don't go out without that plan, you won't see that improvement. Yes, it's frustrating to not meet the goals. But when you meet it, how does it feel? Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. So have goals on every skydive. Most skydives. I'm going to say every <laughs> skydive, man. Yeah. There's no doubt having that chill, relaxed, hangout skydive is, is fun. One of our recent guests, Nicole Black, myself, and Zach Boyd all went out together on a three-way free fly jump. And our goal was to build two different points and just repeat those two different points as much as we could. We never got the first point. <laughs> yeah, but the next jump, guess what? Things changed, mm -hmm. and how good did that taste? So, Matthew, your last name is something really weird because you keep changing it on me. <laughs> yeah, that's Fitzgerald. 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 Yeah, no, actually, he's in the middle of changing his name legally, so he's he's run into a few hiccups there. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fitzgerald, uh, dude, anybody listening, have a plan when you have a skydive. That plan will bring growth. Yeah, and that question came from Canada. Thanks. A. A. It's out a. A. A C C yeah. and Matt Matthew is a. such a kind kind soul. We're really lucky. Can't wait to see where he's at in a few years with this. I think that's answers number twenty one through twenty five on the coach course. Anyways, 
See if you caught up with that one. CDBCD. A DABCD. That's another set of five answers. Just saying. Oh, you wanted me to remind you about 25 ground evaluations. Oh, no, that's after the show. Oh, sorry. That's a personal thing. That's for the board of directors for USPA is what that is. Very well. Yeah. Um, What's that next question you have for Mr. Hank? Not top secret at all. The uh, board of directors is meeting in San Antonio this February. Mm -hmm. If you're a USPA member and you've never been to a USPA member uh, a board of directors meeting that's near you i understand you're not traveling for it if it's near you go i've been on the board of directors and i've attended several meetings just as a member and uh, you will learn so much about what our our our, uh, our our governing body uspa does for us and the work they do and these board of director members i was one of them so i'm not making this answer up I, th- this is known for sure we don't get paid shit we get paid our travel expenses to show up to these meetings. We don't get paid otherwise. They re- they they give us a uh, a stipend for our cell phone bill because we actually have to make so many calls as regional directors dealing w- with problems. Um, it, it is an absolute compassionate thing they do. Show up to a USPA board meeting. Uh, and that is March 3rd, by the way. March 3rd and 4th. Our regional director, Chuck Akers, has made an event for a skydiver party on the Riverwalk. On the 3rd. So it's actually the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in San Antonio is the board meeting. And make it to all three days if you can, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I'm going to that meeting, and uh, I was on the safety. I was an advisor to the safety and training committee. I don't attend meetings often enough. Now I can't be. But I, at that meeting, I'm going to be talking with the safety and training committee about requiring 25 ground evaluations for AFF examiners. To become an AFF examiner, you need 50 live evaluation skydives. And you know that. 50? Yeah. You I have need, two. You need zero ground evaluations. Yeah, that's... It just... You n- I never thought about that distinction. Yeah, you have to be able to. I, teach. I read the uh, the updates for That's the great IRM uh-huh. the other day and the sim, and I, I didn't notice that distinction. Michael Watkins and I both, and I, I have that on there, uh, but I'm positive Michael already has it on the agenda for safety and training committee. But him and I are currently exchanging emails about things that I want to see on the agenda, and I want to just make sure he put that there. Um, I'm positive he put it there before I'll remind him. So that that's what that shenanigans was about. So there, there's your top secret. We well, yeah, little shenanigans. Shenanigans. What's the next thing you have for Mr. Henry? Second, say that. Pruitt. It's not racist. Henry Pruitt. <laughs> Ginger. Next one is Ginger from uh, Meredith Murdoch Mitchell. I tore my ACL and will not have jumped for six months once I am healed. What is your recommendation recommendation for how to get back into the sport? You should have never left Texas <laughs> to go back up to Colorado and go snowboarding and do that to yourself. Is that how she hurt herself? I have no That's idea. how skydivers just, get hurt. I'm just, yeah, it's not <laughs> skydiving usually. No, I don't know how she did it. Oh, I'm sorry you're hurt, girl. I love you. I hope you heal good. As soon as, you, as soon as your doctor releases you, just keep doing physical therapy. We'll get you current. Just read the sim. Keep up on your emergency procedures. And when you're ready to get back in the air, you're a natural flyer. Don't you even worry. This won't keep you down. I actually got to do some canopy coaching with her yeah. uh, since, since she's been licensed and absolutely a, a solid lady. Yeah. Uh, go to whatever local drop zone you have, Meredith, whether uh, come back and visit us here at Spaceland. You know we'll take care of you. Or go to where you're at, and I think she's near Mile High Skydiving Center. It's her nearest yeah. DZ. Uh, uh, just check in with them. Do a recurrency jump. 
And one thing that you need to know as a new jumper, if you do a recurrency jump with a coach or an instructor and we clear you back to license qualifications and you want to do another jump with us, just because we cleared you doesn't mean we won't jump with you again. That's true. You can say, I want another coach jump. I want a little, another jump yeah. with you. Now, realize you have to pay for that other jump. But the fact is, is Hank, if you cleared somebody to self-supervision and back to their license, would you do two or three more jumps with them if it made them feel better? Absolutely. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to be safe. So do whatever it is you need to do to feel comfortable. That's the bottom line. That's a great thing that I can't remember anybody ever saying that publicly. That's such a great thing that you just said, yeah. I do as many up. do as many jumps as you, as you want to do to make you comfortable. If one will get you one will get you cleared, but if you if you need more, if you want to do more, it's it's your sport, it's your passion, it, it's your safety. From my perspective, like after you get somebody current, after you do the recurrency jump, I want to jump with you. I want to do a fun jump. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because then you be can fun. go out and fly. Yeah, we can we can be fun. You yeah, know? we do fun stuff. We're gonna take time to to squeeze one more. And do you have another one there for Mister Pruitt? Um, yeah, I do have another one. Uh, Daniel Gonzalez. Says one arm, uh, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's gonna be a badass. I just know it. Yeah, he's a badass man. That guy does all kinds of cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he's not going to be. I yeah. like he is. You're right. Yeah, I, I meant in skydiving, he's gonna be a badass. He's yeah. already he's doing already. phenomenal. Yeah, so he asks Hank, have you ever had a person freak out during a tandem that put you in a situation during free fall? And have you ever had a serious malfunction doing a tandem? And how did you handle it? <sighs> I don't want to scare anybody. Uh, I've never had a, a tandem that didn't do what we needed to do when it was time to do it. We've had inst- we've had students go out and uh, let's everybody tries to do their best. Nobody wants to go out and mess up a jump, especially when your instructor's really trying to give you good instruction. And I disagree. And po- 18-year-old boy sometimes a jackass. So, sometimes, yeah, that's <laughs> true. There has been the one that's going to try and flip you no matter what. Yeah, 18-year-old boys but, are jackasses. Not all of them. But, yeah. But uh, they've, for the most part, they've all handled it. I had a really, really nice <laughs> front-to-back split <laughs> on one of my cells one day with uh, a young lady who was going through the program a while back, Aaron Coleman. And she had she had some solos, and then she went on current. She wanted to do a tandem to get current because she just wanted to jump. She wasn't she wasn't worried about what kind of jump it was. She's a skydiver at heart. She wants to jump. So she looks up and she says, "Oh yeah, we're cutting that one away." <laughs> She's like, "Can I do it?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> but thank you." <laughs> But that was, and then she wanted to help me land the reserve, and I'm like, not this one. Yeah, a, it's not really possible. We don't have the extra toggles. Yeah, I think she would have done it. If I tell you what, <laughs> if I was if I was incapacitated or whatever, she we would still be fine today. She would have took care of business. So I actually only have one tandem. Um, I only have one tandem uh, malfunction. 
That tandem malfunction, I grabbed both handles. It was my tandem student's second jump with me in a very short time frame. I had both my handles, and I said, hey, look over your right shoulder. See this handle? And I kind of tapped her with my knuckles and said, see this handle? Yeah, that's my cutaway handle. I'm going to pull it. It's going to get rid of that main parachute that's in the, it was a line over. It's the one that's in a bow tie. Feel this handle? I kind of tapped her back with my knuckles on my left hand. Look at that handle. That's my reserve handle. After I pull the cutaway, I'm going to pull that. It's going to open up my reserve. Okay, cool. Are you ready? And I already had her set up. I already had her ready for the, the, the yeah. free fall position or the safety position. And I cut away and pulled the reserve. I actually told her and explained to her. Now, we had a very slow speed malfunction. We had so much time in the world. Were you able to actually explain to that gal where your hands were and what you were doing while you did it? Oh, she knew. She, she was on she, it. Yeah, she'd been through the course. She probably had three or four solos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she knew exactly what was going on. She made the call. I mean, I knew I knew right away too. She wasn't <laughs> telling me anything I didn't know, but uh, but it's good to see them make those decisions. It was it was yeah, and she came back and did another jump after that. You know, when she had the money, and, you know, life gets in the way. People skydiving is expensive. I have no doubt that I'll see her back some point. So we we there's no doubt in my mind that that uh, we'll see you back at some point. You know, when when I invited you back for the second visit. You uh, seemed a little taken back, like, really? No, I don't know why you want me back. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, what? You know my primary goal for this podcast? For the people in this room to have fun. Now, our secondary goal is for our audience to have fun, and that's turned into a very strong secondary goal because our audience has really become a large part of what we do. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we want to have fun, and I have a good time every time you're here, and we will be having you back. You're one of those guests that I would expect to see about every six to eight months. So there's right. no doubt, friends and family, you will see Henry back. He, he, if you don't laugh around Hank, you need to evaluate your funny bone. <laughs> he got a crappy <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah, go fuck got, yourself. I feel like a good, a good closing question from Danimal. Did you ever know that you're his hero? Aww. Because Dan you're the Matt? wind. Yeah. You're the wind beneath his wing. Oh, Danny, I love you. <laughs> Dude, Dan, I'm offended by that statement because I'm your hero. I love you, Dan. Dan Danimal works at iFly uh, Houston, or iFly uh, Woodlands, I guess. Uh, he lives at, works in Houston, at the Wood, or iFly in, in the Woodlands. Absolutely. He fries guy. in the tunnel. He fries in the tunnel. <laughs> You're racist, you motherfucker. <laughs> so wrapping it up and pushing it towards the end, is there anything you want to share with people about how you feel, how you care, uh, anything that you want to know about the compassionate man, Henry Pruitt? I just want to say that if you need anything from me, uh, I'm, I want to be approachable. I want to be there for you. Please, I don't have anything to say ab about me. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. I, I want you to have a great life. I want, I want all my friends to live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Peace and long life. Yeah. So... Um, as, and that being said, is there any last thing you want to share about the sport with our friends tonight? If, uh, I know we have some folks out there that don't jump. If you've ever had the desire to jump, if you've even thought about it, come on out. We'll show you a good time. Those of you that are jumping, keep the love alive. Anybody who's not jumping anymore, we still love you. Just send us, send us Facebooks, keep in touch. You know, it's it's not always skydiving. There's there's going to the movies. There's golfing. There's surfing. There's frisbee golf. There's fishing. There's there's a whole life out there. Do what makes you happy. Have fun. Be good to each other. 
and I love you. Man, with that being said, next week we're going to be bringing back Mr. P. Nick Lott is out of town. He's at Skydive San Diego right now shooting video for iFly and that special project we've been talking about. In the next two weeks, we're going to see hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Mr. Henry Guyver will be yeah. our guest, and I'll talk to him tomorrow about this possibility. We're also going to see Rob Parker as our guest, and there's our boy Justin Grubbs hits the music right now. Uh, Ju- uh, Rob will be talking about his travels. He's worked in Greece. He's worked in New Zealand. He is from England, and he's been all over the place. So we'll see those as our next few guests. Till then, that is our boy, Mr. Justin Grubbs, hitting a home run on the board again tonight. Henry Pruitt, the man I know who loves the most. I am DJ Marvin. This is Gravity Lab Radio. Blue skies, we are out!